Welcome to Next CLT. Next CLT is a business development initiative that focuses on strengthening companies owned by Black, Indigenous people of color in Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Next CLT's podcast. Today we have Roland Udenze. Roland is an international renowned architect. He's actually honed his craft all around the world. He's actually a person who's worked outside of the United States as well as many states around the United States. He's worked in Mexico, Egypt, Ireland, Jordan, England, and all over the U.S. His business is such a unique one. It specializes in very innovative designs with healthcare, etc. And I'm glad to have him because he's a part of the very first cohort of Next CLT, Cohort One. Roland, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Lewis. So, so glad to be here. Hey, Roland, so thanks so much for being here. Now, I'd like to ask you a couple questions as we go through this time together. And the first one is, as an architect, what do you wish everybody to understand about your role of CEO of your company in this architectural arena? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. Um, historically, we're a very old profession, and you know some people will refer to us as the gentleman architect. Um, but as CEO of of Remsco, um, I, I tend to see myself more as chief encouragement officer. And I realized over the years, after being in this business for over thirty something years that it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as much about my skills as a designer, as an award-winning designer, but it's really more about how do I bring out the best in the team by really focusing on their strengths, desires, and professional dreams. If I can connect with the team at that level, then, I mean, the work we do together is so much greater than what I could have done by myself. So the chief... Encouragement officer. Wow. <laughs> you know, I like how you put that, Roland, because it means that you then motivate people to get things done and work together. Hey, in that space, tell me about how do you encourage people and, you know, what things are you doing most right now in your business? So it's a combination question that in chief encouragement officer, and what are you doing most in your space right now? What are you researching and looking at? As chief encouragement officer, or really as, as leader of the group, or chief cheerleader of the group, um, a lot of what, what I'm focusing on now is really understanding more about the challenges that we're facing in our company, and even more, better yet, what our clients are facing. And some of the projects that come to us, you know, it's beyond just addressing what's in the RFP, what's stated, but it's really trying to understand really what, what are some of the challenges our, our clients are trying to solve and having that predict how we're set up, how we respond to them, how we help them meet, meet their challenges. It really becomes a map for us. Um, the second part of your question in terms of what we're working on right now, I think it's 
you know, in that same, what I'm working on right now is in that same vein. It's, it's about adaptation, you know, just learning how organisms adapt to changes in their habitat, how we adapt into changes, you know, in the work environment, how our clients adapt into changes in their work environment. And how can we position ourselves to solve those problems? How can we bring solutions, a variety of solutions, because it's not one 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 shoe fits all, so that so that our client can pick what works best for them, and the, and our team can really feel proud for helping our client overcome those things. Roland, you talk about adaptation and adapting and making your team proud. You participated in NextCLT's Business Accelerator Initiative, and you were one of the first cohorts. Could you tell me what did you learn? How have you applied what you've learned? And hey, what have you adapted to your business as you went through that initiative and then, you know, thrive in bringing that type of learning and immersive learning to your business? Being the first Part of the first cohort, that was <laughs> we're breaking new grounds. You know, it's, it's such a great idea that, you know, you guys put together with Greg Johnson. Um, and, and I think, you know, with the first team, I forgot how many we were, um, just being able to discuss various strategic ideas with other CEOs from different different industries. But you get to see how everybody tackles the same stuff we all deal with, staffing, training, client acquisition, cash flow, and being able to get, kind of bounce some ideas out, talk through these issues out loud. Um, it really, really helped us propel to the next level in our business. And, you know, when we first started, we were really focused on a distributed model. We were thinking about it. We kind of you know, battling with that. Um, and we had three locations. But after next CLT and, and some of the follow-up that we've done, we really doubled down on the distributed model, but no longer focused on three locations, but focused on strong, effective teams. So we had to adapt. We had to adapt our vision to be less about location, but more about team strength and cohesion. Wow. So that's a shift, right? And so that shift is helping you grow. Thinking about that shift, what's something that's on your whiteboard today that wasn't there 30 days ago? Oh, it's weird. I didn't think we'll talk about talent (laughs) so much on this this podcast, but I think it's talent and and it's really specific talent, right? And there's a sense of there's, you know, there's labor shortage. It's hard to find people. And actually, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's really not. Um, what's now showing up on our whiteboard in the last 30 days is really that we can find really specific, talented people for specific projects. And we're working on two projects, two additional projects that just showed up, and we're concerned we couldn't get the talent um, to, to help deliver this. You know, we had the basic talent, but they needed some specific expertise. And because of our team dynamic, because of how we work, we had people knocking down our doors to 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 get on these projects. So, um, you know, so how you attract talent, how you bring them on, how you encourage them, and and how you search for really specific talent 
it, you know, it's it's actually a happy thing that I, I didn't think I would be dealing with in, you know, this year. I thought it would be something that we'll focus on next year, but, you know, it showed up in the last couple of weeks. That's interesting. You know, they say leaders have to be flexible and adaptable, and you're showing that flexibility. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role, right? So that flexibility, that adaptability, you talk about some shifts that you just made. How do you continue to learn in that space? I think there's a lot of information out there. You know, the World Wide Web, there's so much information from TEDx Talks to books you can download and books you can listen to or physical books you can read. You know, I have a, a wide range of interest per se. Um, I love philosophy. I love business strategy books. I love comedy. Uh, and so I tend to, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, depending on what's going on with the business, depending on what's going on personally. Um, it, it just shifts with which area I'm, I'm diving into. Hey, you know, you talk about philosophy and comedy and, you know, something in between that. What's a bridge between philosophy and comedy. I mean, what? why those two uh, spaces? <laughs> and, you know, tell me a little bit about what makes you laugh, what makes you think in that philosophy comedy arena. Yeah, so, so the, what I had, the bridge between philosophy and comedy is business strategy. <laughs> you know, so you have to think through the philosophical side of it. You're dealing with people and you're thinking through how people think and what where what things, you know, you need to think ahead of and all that. And the comedy side of it is the human aspect of it. Everybody loves to laugh. And if you can get people to laugh and feel comfortable, and then you're able to get to the core essence of who they are. Um, and and when, when you're working with a distributed model, and one of the one of the podcasts I love to listen to um, is Matt Mulwig, um, the co-founder of Cope WordPress. And he's the CEO of Automatic too. They actually have 1,300 people in 76 countries. And he goes around the world talking to different people who are, you know, how the world is shifting and how they make it work. And to look at the little things that they're doing, it's really about team building. It's really about engaging people at their core for who they are. They're no longer a number. And in that passion and that ability to dive that deep, you know, I just find it intriguing. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I a friend of mine always says real people come to work and getting to know real people is a great. You've had lots of successes, but can you tell me what's been the biggest failure in the last year and why did you think that happened? We had a lot of success, um, like probably most firms in our industry during the COVID shutdown. Um, you know, it, it was a bad time because of the debts and different things that were suffered around the world. Um, but it was also an efficient time for most, for some industries. And uh, the forward-facing industries did suffer the most. The people on the line, like restaurants and all that, they did suffer a lot. Um, but coming out of that, coming out of that level of efficiency, one of the things we wanted to do is just go after a lot more projects than we were. And, you know, at that point, our, our success rate took a big dip. And we realized that we were jumping the gun on something that was really core to our business, 
which is just getting the clients to know who we are, who we are as humans, as people, and how we work and how we how we try to solve their problems. So with our, our success rate or what we call hit rate in our business and taking a, a nosedive, we had to back up and say, okay, this is not the way to do that. And we had to go back to the grassroots and, and start looking at, you know, who are the clients that we really want to work with and making sure we build that relationship with them before we start going after projects with them. Interesting. So taking a step back and looking at making sure it's people who know who you are. In that space, Roland, what is one thing that your program did for your client that you didn't expect? You know, working in the healthcare space, you do run into a lot of things. We do a lot of work with cancer programs and different technologies and modalities to treat cancer and other devastating diseases. And, you know, we got a letter the other day from a doctor who treats a lot of cancer patients around the country. And he said he wanted to tell us this, that one of his patients who, you know, deals with cancer a lot and has to go through different facilities, came into our facility that we designed. It's not ours, it's theirs. <laughs> We came into the building that we designed and they said that the way it made them feel was so different than any place that they've been, that it just changed their whole outlook, their whole demeanor by being in there. And they went to that doctor to, to ask him who designed this facility, that they wanted to say thank you for paying attention to the patient and how the patient feels, that they could feel the difference. And, and to, to be able to hear that, from someone you've never met, not during design, not after it was built, never met them. And to see that your work, you know, the team's work and have that impact on them, that's, that's beyond words. That's a powerful, powerful message. And for you to receive that, it goes back to that innovative designs, right? So you actually create designs. Yeah. But it also goes back to that chief engagement officer piece where you are actually not only engaging the people who work for you, but engaging people down the line who wear your designs is impacting them in a powerful way. And that's in uh, a caring way. And that's beautiful to see. Roland, next CLT, you again were part of a cohort of eight uh, companies why is an organization like NextCLT, the business accelerator, important for entrepreneurs of color in this city and county? Oh, I think it's very important. You know, I think there needs to be more programs like this across the country, if not across the world. Um, you know, starting with six or eight firms, and now I think you've grown it to 30 or 40 firms already in a very short period. Um, the, the networking and camaraderie is great, but I'll tell you what, nothing beats the focus on social capital. You know, being able to connect and bounce ideas off of some of the people you guys have introduced us to who are captains of industry is really, really second to none. Social capital is, is a strong part. Uh, Roland, you talk about 
being a chief engagement officer. One of the things I've had conversations with you, and I know that you're very passionate about giving back and creating opportunities. What are some opportunities that you've looked at that you say, hey, you know, I need to continue to be a bridge builder in your industry for others as they come forward? Oh, very good question. Um, some of the opportunities that we've we've seen, um, when you look at the landscape, when you look at the construction industry, it, it used to be that people would go, oh, we can't find them. We can't find people of color to add to projects. And so as we started getting being successful on these projects, what we did, instead of saying, oh, we got it, let's, let's move on, we started reaching out and helping those firms, those major firms, those uh, majority firms who said they could not um, find other firms like ours, other smaller firms than ours. We started helping them find other firms. So on a recent project, we actually were able to help the project, not just by us being on it, but we helped the team add at least five other design-related firms as part of the project. And so being able, you know, the name of the firm is Wrench Collaborative Architecture. So we collaborate. We collaborate to solve problems beyond just architecture. And sometimes it's about social impact. Sometimes it's about letting people who've never worked in a hospital, letting firm, small firms who've never worked in a hospital but have the skill set to deliver it and matching them up with others who have done it. And, and you know, and these are majority um, um, people of color, firms of color that are owned by um, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color. You're a family man. You, you travel. How do you relax in this tenseness of your role as CEO. You are in the architectural field. We don't always hear about lots of Black architects. How do you relax and manage through those pieces? Um, relaxing. So um, my favorite form of relaxation is hanging out with my, my wife and kids. <laughs> um, actually, one of the things we just I just took on is to coach my little ones in their soccer, uh, on their soccer teams, and just anything that just brings us brings us together. You know, go outside. We walk a lot. We hike a lot. Um, just appreciating nature, appreciating life, one day at a time. And you know, if there's anything funny on that I can watch or listen to, then I'm usually all over it. Cool, cool, Roland. I'm gonna wrap up here, but if there's one thing that you would leave us with from Renz Collaborative, what would that be? What would you want the podcast world and audience to know about you? Or that you'd say, hey, you know what? Let me throw this out there. I guess the one thing I'd like for the podcast world to know about us at Rensco is we're all about collaboration. And we're very creative. We're very innovative. So the, the main thing we'll throw out there is just achieving that collective aha, navigating that way to a, to a spot that we could, none of us could have gotten to on our own and getting there together and go, oh, wow, never thought about this. 
this is perfect. Let's move down this path. That's that's what we're all about. That's what this life is all about, you know, working together. You can't beat that. Hey, Roland, thank you so very much. Ladies and gentlemen, you just got a chance to listen to Roland Udenze, who is the owner, operator, chief engagement officer of Rensco Collaborative and a member of the first cohort of Next CLT. Thank you very much, Roland. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for spending it with us today. Thank you very much, Eric, and continue the good work. We're, we listen to your podcast all the time. You're doing amazing things. And one other thing I want to leave, leave you with, um, you know, that letter reminds me of one of my favorite Maya Angelou's quotes. It goes as like this. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Thank you so much. Wow.